Yo, yo, yo. Chris Peel back with another episode of the It's Just a Game podcast. It's been a while. It's really, really been a while. Um, I honestly don't even know what episode this is. I'll figure it out after I record all of the stuff. But um, we got finally at least a little sports to talk about. I mean, we don't really got the same. We don't got the same action that we should have right now. I mean, it's the beginning of July. We should be. It should be a lot of things going on right now. We should be. The NBA Finals should have happened. The uh, NBA Draft should be coming up. The baseball season should be like three months in. We should be when we should be eighty. We should be eighty games into the baseball season right now. Like all of this stuff should have happened. So, but it is what it is. This is two thousand twenty. This is the pandemic um, year. When we look on this year, twenty years from now, we're going to remember this forever. So. Pretty much is what it is. But like I said, we got a couple of things to talk about. Finally, Patrick Mahomes got his deal. Um, MLB should be coming back at the July 23rd. We got the NBA coming back July 30th. I'm going to tell you like the things that I'm nervous about with each, with each sport. And I'm going to talk about the Sixers in particular. And I'm going to talk a little Cam Newton. Cam Newton signed with the New England Patriots. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, so we're going to get started on that minor sports talk on the other side. Why did the chicken cross the road so they can get to the other side of this podcast? Sorry, I've been watching a lot of stand-up comedy lately. Uh, and I'm going to just pretty much say like what I've been doing to keep occupied like during this whole non-sports thing. So, um, yeah, let's get to that on the other side. So before I get into any current events in sports, I just want to say like how I've been occupying my time and that'll get me to my next point. So pretty much men March. And I mean, anybody who knows me knows that sports is pretty much my life. I mean, I, I, I wake up, I turn to ESPN. I mean, I watch Get Up, I watch First Take, I watch Sports and I watch all of that stuff. So I fall asleep to ESPN. I fall asleep to YouTube uh, podcast talking about sports. So when this happened, this pretty much derailed my entire life. And I'm not even being facetious. I'm not even being a little bit over overly dramatic, which I am prone to be sometimes. But this pretty much ruined everything. This is probably the worst thing that has ever happened in my life. <laughs> but, um... And when it happened, you know, like mid-March, you know, we expected a couple weeks. Now we're in the, mid- the beginning of July... And we still have had no new sports since mid-March. I mean, you're talking about going on four months now of nothing. And like I said, we were supposed to be past the NBA Finals at this point. Like, we were supposed to sit through the playoffs. I mean, the playoffs in the NBA take a long time. I mean, the regular season is long in itself, but the, the playoffs is pretty much another season in itself. I mean, we're talking from, like, mid-April to, like, mid-June. I mean, we're talking... Pretty much three months of just basketball all the time. And it's so spread out, especially when they went to a second-game series in the first round. Before, when it was a five-game series, at least it was a little shorter. It didn't really make much of a difference, but you add two more games to that, that's kind of a big deal. That just adds, like, another a week to, to, the, to the season, pretty much. But um, I've been watching just 
a lot of stand-up comedy lately. Just I've been trying to catch up on movies that I'm... I mean, I'm really not a big movie person. See, I'm that guy... If you quote the movie to me, I'm probably not going to know where it came from. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen. I'm pretty much embarrassed to say there's a lot of movies I've never seen. Um, I think I've seen Next Friday like one time. I've never seen Scarface. I mean, I just saw Boys in the Hood like three years ago. I just saw Menace to Society about three years ago. I just saw Hall of Nights this year. I just watched um, Paid in Full this year. I just watched The Help last week. So, like, but... So to me, it's pretty much when everybody else is watching movies as a kid, I was watching sports. So, no, I can't really tell you a quote from this random movie from 1994. But I can tell you who won Super Bowl MVP in 1994. Get what I'm saying? So to me, sports is my life. So just imagine for anybody who's a sports fanatic or if you're an anime fanatic or if you're like a... Like whatever. Like, I don't know. Let's say you you watch birds for a living or something. Let's say you're a bird watcher, and every bird just like randomly just left for four months. What would you do? If you're a big movie buff, like there's guys that go to film school that are like movies are their life. Just imagine there were no new movies that came out for four months. You know, so that to me is pretty much what it is to me. Sportsman taken away just pretty much took away my entire livelihood. I couldn't do this podcast. There was nothing to talk about. I, again, I'm not being facetious. I have nothing to live for without sports. It's terrible without sports. It really is. Like, so you know, I've been I've been trying to watch wrestling again because I used to watch wrestling as a kid, and it's pretty much the only thing that's even close to watching sports that I have. So I've been trying to do that. Um, I've been playing with my son like a lot lately. I've been playing, you know, basketball and football. Luckily, he's been get, been getting into sports, which makes me like really, really happy. Honestly, like because again, sports is my life. My dad got me into sports. If it wasn't for my father, I probably wouldn't be an Eagles fan. So hopefully, I can pretty much do that for my son. And people ask me all the time, like, what if he's not a sports fan? I'm thinking like, that's not really an option in this household. What if he's not an Eagles fan? That's really not an option in this household. Like, if you're going to be a Cowboys fan or something else, like, you can roll, my guy. But speaking of that, so I really haven't been watching a lot of sports because there's not really anything to talk about. And I'm not really a big fan of these podcasts of these guys that do these these interviews in a separate room. I like these like um, Knuckleheads podcast, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. And it's just a smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. I look forward to those interviews because they were in person. They were like really intimate. Like they went to these guys like. I think the Kobe Bryant interview they did, like, you know, rest in peace. They went, like, to his house. They travel out. They do a road trip. They go to their house. They sit in person with these guys. So, to me, it's not as personal and it's not as good when you're doing an interview over FaceTime. That, to me, is not the same. So, I really haven't been watching a lot of this stuff. They do a lot of this stuff on, I mean, I think they've been doing some sports center. They interview these guys over FaceTime, over Skype, or whatever they do. But, honestly, I haven't watched a second of anything. If there's nothing to talk about, what do you like? What are you going to fill the day with when there's nothing really going on? Like how often, how much can you really repeat the same thing over and over? I know pretty much ESPN. That's what they do anyway. But at least they're talking about some action that just happened. So, and at least you have different shows, so you have different perspectives. You have different perspectives of nothing. I mean, so, but what's the point? 
And so now I follow the, the YouTube stuff and all that. And I, I just skip over it. But the other day I came across the Eagles clip. And it's like, like I said, this is like the first. I had the game pass and everything with NFL. I haven't really watched any old games or anything like, you know. So, but the other day I came across the Eagles page. And they posted the clip, though pretty much the whole highlight um, of the game from the 05 game against the Chargers. And it just brought back memories. Like, wow, I remember this game. I still remember sitting in the living room watching that game, breaking my mom's remote control. Like, to this day, I still remember that. And that's why I mean when I say sports is my life, because I remember that kind of stuff when it comes to sports. I'm the kind of guy that has, like, a photographic memory, but I have to relate it to sports somehow. If I have to think about something in my life, I'll say, what year was that? Dang, what year did I have that shirt or whatever? What year did I go out with that girl? Oh, I remember it was 2012 because that was the year when the Eagles won 4-12. Like, you know, like stuff like that. So I remember stuff by the sports timeline. So these past four months, I'm not going to remember anything from these past four months because nothing happened in sports. Oh, I guess I could remember because, okay, I'll say I had no sports to watch. So it had to be between March and July of 2020. So, and that's pretty much the only way I can remember this stuff. So. But that was a really good but stressful game. It really reminded me how erratic that Donovan McNabb really was. I mean, there were so many passes that he threw to the ground. It reminded me how explosive Bart Bryan Westbrook was. But it also reminded me of how stubborn Andy Reid was. This guy would never, ever run the ball. Like At one point, the run-pass ratio in this game, and this was like a, a microcosm of... Andy Reid every game pretty much until Donovan McNabb got hurt. The only time he would run the ball is if Donovan McNabb got hurt. When McNabb went down with an injury, that's the only time he would say, okay, now I have to run the ball. Then when Donovan McNabb would come back, the ratio would be like 33 passes to like nine rushes in the first half. Like, like there's no reason like, there should be 33 passes in the first half, especially when you have control of the game. And just watching that game again, watching that highlight again a couple of days ago, I mean, when I watched it on it was like Saturday or Sunday or something like that. And it just pissed me off again. And I'm like, okay, it's 2020 right now. We won a Super Bowl a few years ago. These coaches, these players aren't even with our team anymore. But just watching it, it just took me back to being that 16-year-old kid again. Like, this guy is killing me right now. Like, And looking back, I'm just like, we were so naive to think that we were ever going to win the Super Bowl with that team. I mean, we had a good defense, but I just feel like our offense just held us back like, because he would never run the ball. You have to run the ball. You can't come out passing, 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 passing all the time. Maybe in this era you could. I think now in the, the 2020 era, I think you probably could get away with just passing the ball all the time. But back in 2005, you had to have a balance. You can't pass the ball 50, 60 times a game. The only time that ever is okay is if you're behind. They had control of that game the whole entire game turnovers and just refusing to pass the ball. Dumb mistakes. They had the ball at the end of the first half, and they I mean, they threw the ball in the middle of the field, and they couldn't even spike the ball. They didn't have any timeouts around the time. So he missed out on three points right before the half. The Chargers came right out and just took the lead right in the second half. And then luckily they got a, a field goal block at the end of the, the game. You know, that was the, the Matt, that was the Quentin Michael blocked the field goal, and Matt Ware ran it. So they got lucky with that game. That was a miracle. And I remember thinking, wow, I really broke this remote control for no reason because they ended up winning the game, which sucked. But it was happy because we actually won the game. 
2005, if you guys remember, didn't really go that well. That was the year where, you know, T.O. had this whole thing doing sit-ups in the driveway. He got suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. He, um, yeah, and it pretty much went down from there. I mean, Nam ended up getting hurt. Westbrook went hurt. Westbrook got hurt, and we ended up 6-10. and 10. Came back the next year, and he made the playoffs. But after the 4 season, it was pretty much just like a up and down thing from, from then on in the, during the Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb era. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about some uh, current. Let's start with football right now. So speaking of Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes got a 10-year extension on his deal. Does he deserve it? Yes. <laughs> Is he worth it? Every single penny. Like, I honestly, usually when these players get this deal, like every, I mean, every year you're pretty much going to have a guy, like, it's pretty much going to say this is the richest uh, contract in, in history. This is the richest contract in history. Oh, they made him the richest quarterback in history. Made him the richest quarterback. Like, every year it's going to get higher. If you look at the contracts back in the day, the guys that were highest paid were like guys like Brett Favre making, you know, like a couple million a year. Like those contracts now, looking at those contracts back then, if you look at the numbers now, you would be like, that is crazy. You have like backups. You have scrubs making like that kind of money that star players were making back then. And as we get further along, as the salary cap gets higher, the contracts just get higher. And you know who those contracts go to first? The quarterbacks. The quarterbacks are the ones that you need. And honestly, you know, we've had Matthew Stafford be the highest paid guy at one point. We had Aaron Rodgers be the highest paid guy at one point. We had Russell Wilson be the highest paid guy at one point. I think Carson Wentz was the highest at one point. So, but all those guys, I can make an argument that they're really not worth it, that you can find another guy. This Patrick Mahomes kid is special, though. And I've said this before. I mean, I've said this since. I mean, you can go back in my podcast and listen to older episodes. I can tell you pretty much that this guy is good. And Brett Favre was my favorite quarterback as a kid. Patrick Mahomes is like Brett Favre times 20. Like, I mean, there's nothing that this kid can't do. And he showed you in the playoffs. You know when you make your money? This is like a prime example of... You make your money in the playoffs. Sure, Patrick Mahomes would have got a nice contract extension if they went ten and six and they made the playoffs and they got ousted in the first round. Sure, but I mean, he wouldn't have made something. He wouldn't have made four hundred million though. He wouldn't have got a ten year extension. You, I don't think we've ever had a, like ten year contracts in football are just not a thing. Ten year contracts are a thing in in baseball. That's it. Baseball are just like. Baseball makes a lot of money. They can pay their guys. There's no salary cap. Like, I remember when John Carlos Stanton got the, the $300 million deal a couple years ago. That was, like, considered epic at the time. Like, baseball, MLB pretty much invented the $100 million contract. There were no $100 million contracts before baseball came along. Now, you know, you see a lot of players in the NBA getting them. and and um, But even in, in basketball, I mean, the max deal was, like, five years. Four or five years, I think so. But now football is just getting higher. So, but like I said, I don't think there's anyone that deserves more than Patrick Mahomes. This kid is special. Like, there's nothing that this guy can't do. Um, so Cam Newton signed with New England. Also, a very incentive laden deal. I think it was about for like 
a million dollars, which is like just over the, the veteran minimum. Which is weird to me because this guy was an MVP before in 2011, I believe. No, 2015, that's what he, he got drafted in 2011, I'm sorry. 2015, he was an MVP. So, I mean, that was what, four years ago? Five years ago? And now he's regulated to getting a, a pretty much a, a backup contract with New England, being Tom Brady's replacement. We don't even know if he's going to be the starter. Like, I think it's Brian Horrier with the Patriots. Like I said, I really haven't paid attention to much sports lately, so I might be a little out of the loop right now. Trust me, I'll get back to it. By the time this, all this stuff goes on, I'll be in midseason for him again, trust me. But um, it's weird. Richard Sherman came out. He said something about Cam Newton not being like this is disrespectful to a player like Cam Newton's caliber. But if you, I mean, think about it, these last couple of years, he really hasn't proved anything. And, you know, NFL stands for not for long. NFL also means, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Like, I don't care what you did five years ago. Like, Cam Newton is pretty much a microcosm of life. I mean, you can go to your job and tell him, oh, I, I closed this deal four years ago. Okay, what does that mean right now, though? Just because you were good five years ago, like, doesn't mean you're still good now. So, it kind of makes sense to me, honestly. Might be disrespectful when you look at it from the outside looking in, but if you look at it, look at his numbers, and you look at his performance the last couple of years, I mean, he only played in two games last year. So, I'm supposed to just throw you, what, $10 million because because of what you, what you did five years ago? Nah, I'm not doing that. So, let's get back to the action that's actually about to happen. So, by the end of July, the MLB will come back on July 23rd. And the MLB is actually the ones that, if you remember, they were in the middle of spring training when all this stuff happened. They were, like, legit in the middle of about to start their season. You know, come April, they were about to start playing. You know, they were in spring training for a few weeks, and that's when the Astros were in the, the midst of their whole you know, cheating scandal, you saw signs and all that, and all the fans were booing and all that stuff, so, but they'll be back, they'll be back on a short 60-game schedule, which is weird to me, I'm gonna tell you why it's weird, because, so, sports like basketball, basketball goes by average, how many points do you average per game, how many rebounds do you average per game, how many, how many uh, assists do you average per game? How many steals? How many blocks? What's your field goal percentage? Like, what's your average? It's not by total. Baseball, I mean, besides, like, your average and your OPS and the slugging percentage and all that, pretty much goes by total. Like, how many runs do you have total? How many RBIs do you have total? How many home runs do you have? How many hits do you have? Sure, the average is okay. You can have, like, a great average. You can have a 360 average. But if you only had 20 at-bats, like, during the season, that doesn't really mean much. It's the hits that really matter. Like, how many hits did you have? How many at-bats did you have? Like, the more at-bats you have and the higher your, your average is, that's, it gets more impressive. So when you look on the baseball card and you see a player that played 150, let's say 150, 155 games, you know, you see stars, you know, let's say 45 home runs and 100 and. 30 RBI or something like that. That's a really good season. If you look at the stats, look at the baseball card. I don't know if people still have baseball cards anymore, per se. But if you look at the, the stat line, you go on baseball reference, you look at MLB.com. Now, when you have 60 games played, like, when you look at this 2020 season, it's going to be it's gonna be weird. 
I mean, that same guy who could have 140 RBIs or 50 home runs is pretty much going to be regu- regulated to, like, 20 home runs and, like, I don't know, 50 RBIs, something like that, 60, maybe if you're good. 60 is, like, really good. I mean, if you can have an RBI per game, that's really good. So, I mean, nobody's going to have more than, like, 70 RBIs in the season. And that's going to be weird to, like, just look at when you look at the stats for everybody. But I also think it's good on the other end for Cinderella teams. And why do I say that? Because Cinderella teams, a lot of times, what happens is they start off hot and they have like a good couple of months, but then they tail off when things get really real. Once the death settles, once that adrenaline wears off, they pretty much tail off and you never hear from them after like mid-June. But now with just 60 games, everyone pretty much has the chance. Like that Cinderella team that's hot, they can stay hot the whole year because they don't have to play, they don't have to go through the dog days of summer. There's a such thing as the dog days of summer in baseball. Once you get to like, well, pretty much right now, like once you get to like mid-July, so pretty much two times of the year where everyone is really excited. At the start of the year and like April when it's like, yes, baseball's back. Yes, yes, yes. You know, start of April, like May. And then once you get to the playoffs at the end, once you get to like late August, like September, everyone's excited for the team to be making a playoff push. But in the middle of all of that, it's tough. It's tough to care about 162 games. Honestly, this might be good for the casual baseball fan. Now, people say baseball is a dying sport. Baseball is a dying breed. Baseball is not a young man's game anymore. Maybe all the guys who actually grew up watching baseball are dying off right now. They're getting older. It's up to the younger generation to keep these sports going. Know what I mean? So, for that casual fan who doesn't want to sit and watch nine innings 162 times over and over and over every single night, it might be good for the, for the 60 games, you know? You don't have to pay attention for as long. This is a very ADD-like generation we live in right now. Don't believe me? Go on YouTube. Like Anything that, that's a TV show or anything that's like special or any sports or anything, look that up. Look how many views, like, every comedy clip has or every every TV show. Like, just because people just want the parts that they want. People don't want to watch the whole thing anymore. Instead of watching the entire two-hour movie, people just want to see that 14 minutes that they like. That 14 minutes that they like the best. Even in a sport like football that is pretty much American sport at this point. I mean, they say baseball is America's game, but let's be real. Football is really America's game. Fantasy football, like, instead of watching the games, people just want to look at the highlights. People just want to see what their player did. And that's why I never, I played fantasy football, but I never really wanted to get into it because I didn't want to go into that. I'm old school. I'm 31 years old. I like watching entire football games. I like waking up at 10 o'clock in the morning and watching the pre-games and then watching the 1 o'clock game, then the 4 o'clock game, then the 8 o'clock game, then watching the highlights later that night, then waking up on Monday, looking forward to another game. Like, I like watching the entire game. I just I just do. But, like I said, this thing, this show probably good for the, the casual baseball fan that doesn't want to sit through 162 games. You know, you only got to get to 60 of these? Okay, cool. 
Now to another sport that's going to start at the end of July, basketball. So, um, honestly, with baseball, I don't really know how they're going to do it, though. Now, bas- basketball, I know. They're going to Orlando. They're playing at the Walt Disney Resort or whatever. It's going to be really weird. Have you ever played 2K? Like, you ever played NBA 2K and you do, like, practice and you just pretty much have, like, a little a little scrimmage between whether you're playing with somebody else or whether you're just playing a computer, but there's, like, nobody in the crowd? That's pretty much what it's going to be like. It's just pretty much going to be two teams playing with a ref. I guess just like a camera crew, a minor camera crew, but no fans at all. It's going to be weird. So I think that's actually going to be good for my 76ers because what was the problem that we had before the season got suspended? Winning games on the road. There's going to be no home and road advantage anywhere. There's no home court advantage no more when this when this starts back up again. Everyone's gonna be playing in a neutral site with no fans. As long as everybody's staying in shape, and that's my only worry. My only worry about this is people staying in shape because I feel like it can get really easy for a player to just not stay in shape. Like honestly, I mean, just think about it. If you're a millionaire athlete and you've been out of work for like a couple months now. I mean, if you're a regular guy and you you have to go to work during all of this stuff, I mean, there's a lot of people that went back to work. There's a lot of people that never stopped going to work. There's a lot of people that probably out of work, but, you know, they don't have the resources that these millionaire athletes have. These millionaire athletes have everything at their, their disposal. I mean, if I'm a millionaire athlete, if I'm waking up and I, I got nothing to do that day, I'm probably going to go downstairs and eat, like, some nachos or something, or I'm probably going to order DoorDash or just, I don't know, like... I mean, you probably could stay active, but I just feel like it would be really easy to fall off the wagon and to just, you know, just fall back a little bit. That's all I'm saying. That's the only thing I'm nervous about. I mean, we've seen that with Sean Kemp back in the day during the lockout of 1999. We've seen that with Lamar Odom during the lockout of 2011. I mean, Lamar Odom started smoking crack after, like, after the lockout. I mean, I mean, God forbid. I hope nothing like that happens again. I, w- I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But that's all I'm saying. So it starts back on uh, July 30th. You know, 22 teams are going to play. We're going to have a regular playoff. So this should probably go until... I mean, we only had about like... I think they only have like eight games left, I believe, in the season. But they're only going to play eight more games. Because I guess all the teams aren't playing. So they can't. We couldn't really complete the entire schedule. So, But they're going to do a playoff. They're going to do a finals. And we'll, we'll see. Like I said, I think this would be good for my team. I think I've seen Ben Simmons on Instagram. He looks like he's been working out to me. I don't think Ben Simmons is falling off. And if you remember, Ben Simmons was actually hurt at the time. So all these people that had these injuries, all these players that had these injuries or whatever, they're actually going to come back probably better than ever. They're coming back healthy. Like, this is actually good for guys like him because... He didn't miss any more games. Like, he was going to miss a couple more weeks. Like, he didn't miss anything. Now he's going to come back, just refreshed. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll have a whole outlook on life, a whole outlook on the game, a different look on the game. He's able to step back and just, and just well, not really watch anything, but he can, he can step back and just, I don't know, enjoy coming back now. So we'll see if that affects Ben Simmons. We'll see how good it is for the rest of the team. We'll see the team I feel the most bad for about this pandemic is the Lakers because, first of all, they lost Kobe Bryant. 
they seemed like they were on a collision course to meet in the Western Conference Finals with the Clippers. I mean, let's think about it. Like, there's a lot of, there's a couple, like, okay teams in the Western Conference, but really, the Lakers and the Clippers are the only two teams that everybody wanted to see. We are just, like, pretty much waiting for the Lakers and the Clippers. It's pretty much like a few years ago when we were pretty much just waiting for the Cavs and the Warriors to meet in the Finals. Like, we knew what was going to happen, and that's why basketball is a good sport because you know you're going to get the best two teams, but also, like, I won't say the most boring because it's like you pretty much know who's going to be there. There's no, there's no diversity, you know. Like you're not going to get a Cinderella team beat the Lakers four times. Like the Utah Jazz is not going to beat the Lakers four times. The Portland Trailblazers is not going to beat the Clippers four times. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So, but I feel bad for them because they seem like they were on a collision course. And that just got stopped now. Now, if they don't win this, could you blame this? Maybe somebody loses focus. I know Dwight Howard is coming back. But, I mean, I know Spencer Dinwiddie not coming back for the Nets because of the COVID thing, which might be a smart idea. I don't know. There's been a lot of teams. I think the Bucks and somebody else, like, had problems with uh, COVID outbreaks in their facility. So, I can see why players would be a little hesitant about it, about coming back. Because you really don't want to get affected by that. And if you're like, if you have a family at home, you, I mean, you can probably deal with it. Like you're, you're an athlete. Like, you know, you self-quarantine for 14 days. You'll be fine. Most people, I mean, I had a COVID scare myself, but I, I'm i okay. Actually, I, I tested negative, so don't think I, I had it. But most people who are like, you know, passing from this, who fell victim to this COVID thing are older people. So, you know, you're, you're a 27-year-old athlete. They'll be fine. But let's say you have a grandma that lives with you. Let's say you have a child that has asthma or something. Let's say you have like um, uh, your wife or your girlfriend or whatever. Let's say they have something that gives them the weaker immune system. You never know. So you really don't want to put people in that position. So it's a little tough. They're going to have to do like rigorous testing. And I just think they're going to have to test people all the time. And what's going to happen, I feel like what's going to happen again is, and the selfish NBA fan in me is like, I want them to come back right now. I need sports back, like, immediately. But the concerned citizen in me is like, okay, what's going to happen is they're going to test, 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 test. Somebody's going to get tested. Somebody's going to have a positive test. And what's going to happen is they're going to have to do the same thing that they did with Rudy Gobert. They shut down that game, and they had to shut down the whole season. And... That's what I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm nervous about that happening. So every morning when you wake up, every morning you think, oh, this game comes on tonight. Just don't be surprised if that game doesn't happen. That's all I'm saying. So um, thank you for listening. It definitely felt good to be back. Like I said, I really don't remember what episode number this is, but it was fun talking sports again. And I'm going to definitely try to make this more of a habit. Um... Maybe, like, late July I'll come back because until then there really ain't going to be much to talk about unless something else crazy happens. We'll see. So, I'm just going to go. Remember, it's just a game.